When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. God made me punch in accurate numbers. My castle won't crumble. What I tackle will fumble. I've been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet is up. According to me, royalty didn't end with King Tut. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs. Big says sky is the limit. I look down on the ledge. I push the bar like I'm opening the cell. Hands in my cookie jar, you won't come out with a single nail. I need all of mine. The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale. What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell. Even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked. I make all my moves on the board. I invented my steps. Uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler. I feel like Mansa Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda. Triangle, look at it from my angle. I'm a king, the closest things to being one of God's angels. Yeah. I'm a king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night This is the Code of Conduct with the King Podcast I am your host Jay Spence the King And I am excited, I'm late, I'm sorry y'all I'm a little late but you know it's an act of God So y'all, y'all blame God, don't blame me Cause I, you know I try to be on time I'm in the building with two of my favorite people in different ways. I got to meet Fina in person a couple of times, so he's automatically become one of my favorites. And Levi, I've been telling y'all for a minute, this man deserves more respect than y'all been giving him. John Fina, what's up, man? Hey, hey, Spence, Levi, hey, Tucson, buddy, good to see you. You got me, Levi? Are we frozen again? No, he ain't no frozen. I'm back. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. All right, all right. All right. Hey, how Levi, you guys doing? Man. We're doing great, man. Great to have you. uh, It's a pleasure to be on, man. Hey, congratulations on, on, um, you know, obviously I'm going to miss you in Buffalo, but, and I'm sure there's people in the comments that I'll I'll throw up throughout the night, and I'm sure you'll feel the love from Western New York, but um, congratulations on your new contract, on your new home, the next chapter in your career. Um, How's it going out there? I know we just, you just told us a little bit about what's happening now. You know, why don't you fill everybody in on what you're dealing with? Uh, So right now, like I said, it's, we're in a tornado warning, man. I took a nap, woke up to a tornado warning. So it's it's different. I don't think I've had one of those in a while since probably Alabama. But uh, it's my second day out here in Pittsburgh. You know, it's going good so far. I'm excited to be back with some old familiar faces and uh, just ready to get to work, man. I'm excited. Hate leaving Buffalo. I packed up my place a couple of weeks ago. Sad seeing my teammates and moving up the apartment. But, you know, it's life. On to the next chapter. And I look forward to what God has for me here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, man. And um, so so first I'll start and then we'll kind of John and I will kind of bounce back and forth here. But um, the, the first question I kind of have for you is is going to be centered around Buffalo. We'll get to Pittsburgh and I promise we're going to talk about your, your current situation. But um, one of the things that 
that like always intrigues me when people leave. And I know you haven't played a season yet gone, but when people leave, it's almost like, man, no fan base is like the Bills Mafia. No fan base is like Buffalo. Um, just off the off of what your experiences were, um, what do you feel like you're going to miss the most about Buffalo, about the fan base and about, you know, just what do you think you'll miss the most about being a Bill? Man, for me, uh, so many things, just the support that we always used to get, um, you know, on and off the field. Bills Mafia is just second to none in my eyes. Um, and then just the biggest thing, honestly, is just third downs. Third downs in the Bills Stadium It is, I mean, uncanny. The loudest place in America on Sunday on third downs. And it's just just the best, best atmosphere with the best people um, and, and the best fans. So those two things, honestly – you know, they've always shown the support towards me um, and, and the hard work that we've put in the last couple of years. Even I go, I went back there a couple of weeks ago and I'm getting renting a car from, from some lady as soon as I get off the airport. And she's like, I'm going to start crying because I can't believe you're gone. Like, I love you. My daughter loves you. And just, you know, just the support is just crazy that I just always felt. So it's definitely one of the things that's going to push me into to this next direction that those mafia just is. Second yeah, John, you got anything for him here? Well, I just want to echo. I mean, it's got to be a great feeling to, you know, with the advent of social media, you know, sometimes you leave, some players will leave a place back, you know, in the 80s and 90s and not get that feeling of love from, you know, from the fan base. So I'm just happy that you really felt appreciated. I mean, I, you know, because you're from Tucson and your history and, I mean, you faced a lot of adversity. You took on a lot of challenges. And, you know, I always applauded you for that. And I, I really had hoped that you would stick around because I just think, like, people like you who've really battled, um, you know, you always add something. When people need to dig when people need to dig deeper, you know, I feel like guys like Levi Wallace are, are the guys you turn to. So my question to you, a little bit of a transition is, you know, you you landed in Pittsburgh, my childhood favorite team. So now I got to kind of be a Pittsburgh fan again. But did you have connections there? Or when you left Buffalo, how did that come together for you? And why Pittsburgh? Any relationship? Um, so for me, I think just looking around, I saw one Mitch just signed before I came here, Trubisky. Um, I had Minka, who's already here, who I played with for a couple of years back at Bama. Um, and then just seeing, going against Pittsburgh for the last couple of years, just their defense that they have is one of the best defenses, I mean, close to ours that we had in Buffalo. And so it just felt like a good fit at the time for me. Um, and new challenges. I think it's so easy to get comfortable in a place when you've been there for so long. I was in Buffalo for four years now. And uh, I feel like I just needed to grow, you know, and, and push myself even further. I think it was just being in the same system, um, it just kind of got repetitive a little bit. You know, just playing the same calls, seeing the same stuff. And those are my brothers out there. We're, we're family. Um, but I think it was just time for me to push myself and kind of go to another place and, and see how I'd be in a different scheme. And so and you got Coach Coach T and just see how he is off the field without meeting him, just the kind of man he was. And I just felt like it would be an honor to, to learn under him and his tutelage as well. And just talking to Mika and, and Najee, just how much they love him here, uh, just kind of felt right to me. I love Coach Tomlin, man. He's um, if it if it wasn't 
Coach McDermott, there's like not many people that I would just be like, no, I absolutely want him. Coach Tomlin, I, I just feel like um, that family out there in Pittsburgh got it right when they hired him and, and they have a good they have a good system. They keep their coaches for some time and, and they tend to have success. They tend to have success. So I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of of his. But you were just talking about, you know, a new chapter for you and kind of challenge yourself and have new goals. So with this season coming up now, you're you know, you're in a completely different well, I don't know how different the system is, so maybe you can kind of elaborate just on the surface level of how different or or how at all it's different. And then also, what was as a personal goal? I know the team goal every year is obviously the division and the Super Bowl, but you know, outside of that, if you could say, okay, I want to add to Levi Wallace's resume this year, how can you do that in Pittsburgh? Uh, so as far as the different challenges, you know, which I, like I said, it's my second day here, so I'm just getting into the playbook um, and trying to figure out you know, the, the kinks and, and, and just seeing how I can make plays. I think for, for me being in Buffalo for the same playbook for the last four years, I found those, like, extra plays that I could make throughout the system, throughout the defense, you know, jump a play here, see this coming, see how teams attack us. So now it's a whole new, different playbook, and I have to see how Pittsburgh Steelers are getting attacked, you know, okay? And so how can I prepare myself for that and see, okay, where can I still play in this formation with this defense? It's, it's, it's kind of like chess, you know what I mean? Just now it's just like a whole new team, a whole new opponents, different division. You know, when you go against the, the Jets and the Patriots in Miami, you kind of just know to expect. And so now I'm going against other teams that I haven't really played as often. And so it's just different, looking at film a little different. And it's just kind of – feels like I just came into the league again. You know, I'm just trying to get my feet wet, just in a new system. Mm-hmm. So it's good for me, and I, I look forward to that. For me, um, I think my res- respect is always a big thing. You know, I feel like I work super hard, and I feel like I'm still one of the best corners in this league. And so just getting more respect and gaining, uh, you know, interceptions is always a big thing for me. But outside of that, it's just knowing that, like, Levi is one of the best corners in this league, period. And I know that, but, you know, I, I – my, my goal is to keep putting teams on notice and go from there. Nice. Hey, Levi, you know, um, people ask me all the time from my experience, you know, what's the hardest position to play in football? And I always say that the three hardest positions, number one, quarterback, and two and three are a tie, left tackle and corner. And, I mean, I know I, I always think, like, you're on an island, and people talk about it, but – can you give us a little bit for the for the people who are listening in, you know, put us into the helmet, into the uniform on press coverage or man-to-man, you know, third and six, deep into the game, and what's going through your mind, you know, what are you thinking, what's the energy like? Just give us a little, little taste of that experience of being out there. I want to hear it in your words. So, like you said, third, let's say third and six, Third quarter, about to be fourth quarter, or fourth quarter. Let's say fourth quarter, nine minutes left, you know. Big, big drive coming up. Crowd is going crazy. We know it's going to be a man call. Offense knows it's going to be a man call. So now it's it's, it's about winning your matchups, right? And so you got to start thinking, what what has worked today? Like, what have they done that's worked today? What formations? And how does this guy run routes? Who's probably going to jog out in front of me? Okay, cool. It's this receiver. What's his best route? What's their go-to on third down? What have I seen all we can practice? Am I going to press this? Am I going to play off? Am I going to sit on this? 
what's the wind looking like in Buffalo? Like, don't want to be really challenging. I mean, a lot of things going to factors. You know, Buffalo's a a windy place to play, especially late in the season, cold. Quarterbacks really can't throw the ball deep. So it's like, am I going to challenge this? Am I not? I'm always going to be inside out, make them throw. If you want to throw a deep ball, good luck. You know, you have to put that ball in the air with the wind in Buffalo. So um, for me, it's just all those factors coming to play within like three, four seconds of my thoughts, you know, and then communicating. A lot of teams run pick routes. So it's like, okay, Taryn, like we got to be alert for this. And stacks, what are we going to run against this? Like what if we practice all week? Just so many things in the midst of 10 seconds, you know what I mean, making a decision that ultimately can have a big impact on the game. We have to get off the field, get the offense back on the field. So just like I said, Man, and then in the midst I, of that, you want to like that just takes me right back. In the midst right of that, you want to like get the crowd pumped up. You know, I'm waving my arms and telling them to get louder to make it harder on the offense. But at the like, I'm throwing my arms up and all these things are going on in my head. So it's it, it's so much adrenaline and so fun to be out there on third downs. It's uh, it's no better feeling. Man, that that's that's awesome. I just I think about it, you know. I try to put myself back in, and just the amount of ex- uh, adrenaline pumping through you and the exhilaration. And I could see when I asked you the question, you got this big smile on your face because you're getting back into what you actually do for a living, you know, your craft. And for everybody out there, Spence included, I mean, you know what Levi said over the course of like three or four minutes, he's consolidated uh, a week's worth of study into that 10 seconds as the player is jogging out from the huddle to get lined up. And it, I mean, that's, that's a ton, a ton of film work, a ton of practice, ton of meetings, ton of discussions that you just see Levi just funneling down into that moment, you know, right before the, right before the snap of the ball. I applaud you, man, because, you know, I don't know if you saw any of this, probably not a lot in Buffalo, but historically, you know, there were guys that, that didn't prepare, right. Did you ever see any of that? I'm, and then how do you deal with somebody who doesn't prepare? Right? I love I love how you did that, John. Not You haven't seen that in Buffalo, but go, go ahead, Levi. No, honestly, I think uh, the leadership that we have with Micah and Poyer, uh, it's, that doesn't happen in Buffalo. You know, with those guys leading the forefront on defense, even with Tremaine, um, those guys work hard. We study all together. We do extra meetings. Uh, we go out and eat dinners together, just talk ball. Um, but out, outside of that, we're just friends. You know what I mean? We trust each other on the field. And so they know that I'm giving them everything that I got, vice versa. And so it, it made it easy being in Buffalo. And I think that's had to do a lot of why we were the number one defense last year, because one, we've been together for 40 years, but two, we just trusted each other. And uh, going from that, like I said, those are my brothers. Those are my guys. And they support me and I support them. I had a good conversation with Taryn earlier today. And that's, that's my dog. You know what I mean? I play to the field a lot. Nick was always to the field. So, we probably talk more than anybody, even more than me and Tredavious. He's in the boundary a lot. And so it's just those connections that we had just made playing in Buffalo a whole lot easier. Sound like it's third down where you at, man. You, we got to get a big stop right now. That's what it sounded like. But, um, well, let me ask you about that because you, you were talking about, you know, the, the, the camaraderie you had with everybody. And, again, I know it's your, you said it's just your sec- second day there. But um, it, do, you, do you anticipate, you know, or not anticipate, how do you prepare for that now? It's your first 
first year playing with these guys on this level. I know, like, I know you have the relationship with Mink, and I know you have relationships, but it's your first year in, in on this level playing with these guys. So uh, the consistency you've had in Buffalo with Jordan and Micah and Trey, now, you know, th- that unspoken communication that probably just happened, you know, like now it's just like you could probably um, kind of read Jordan based off body language. You know, how, how do you prepare for that in, in one offseason going into Pittsburgh and now hoping to help them, those guys, you know, kind of do the same thing that, that you all did in Buffalo? Man, it's, it's difficult. Like I said, four years compared to offseason is is different. And so it, it takes a while to build trust. I think, uh, honestly, just getting to know guys on and off the field, I think is more important. Um, not just – we I know in Buffalo, we didn't just – it wasn't just business. You know what I mean? Like we were at each other's – birthday parties and, and graduation for kids and, and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like we get, to, we got to know each other's families. And so I think for, for me being here, I have to implement myself into the team as well as the community, you know what I mean? And see what Pittsburgh's all about. Um, and that's what I look forward to the most, just getting to know guys. And I mean, I've only been here for a couple of days and the guys are super dope, super cool. I mean, we've had multiple conversations about how we did things in Buffalo and, and, how do I see this coverage plan and what do I look at? Because, um, I mean, don't realize it. A lot of guys, they're like, oh, yeah, like I watched you play a lot. You know what I mean? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, they're like, no, we like how you play. Like, we we were studying you for a little bit. I'm like, dang, that's crazy to hear. Like, guys are looking at my film. You know what I mean? So it's, it's cool just to even put in extra work after practice. You know what I mean? And guys are like, okay, what can I do to play better at off? Because we see you're really good at off. Like, da 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 da. So it's it's been exciting, and I I am looking forward to building relationships here as well. But before John jumps back in, can I I want to ask a question about last season? Um, so Jordan, I spoke to Jordan a couple months back, and he was he was very disappointed, obviously, like around the time that the Pro Bowl selections came out, and not just because he didn't. Uh, get a selection, but there were zero player, like no player from the league's number one defense was picked to go or selected to go to the Pro Bowl. Um, did did you personally kind of take, you know, did you take offense to that as well? Like what was what was the feeling in the building when that happened? Because like I said, I heard from Jordan, but from from your perspective, how was that for everybody else? And how was that for you personally? Uh, I think so for me, it's it's different if you have five picks, you know what I mean? Like Poyer and Micah both did. They both had five picks. And so those guys definitely deserve to be at the Pro Bowl. I mean, I can't think of a better tandem safety in the world than those two. I mean, just the hard work that they put in. I think Buffalo is just always overlooked. And it, it I think it's getting to the point where, like, we felt real disrespected um, because we put in the work. You know what I mean? We had two shutouts in the NFL last year, which is crazy to think about. And uh, just just the season that those two guys had, it's it was disappointing for sure. I think I was more disappointed for them. Um, but we have ballers, even Matt Milano. I mean, but we have Saran Neal, who was a, one of the best specialists, if not the best specialist in the world. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, how can mm-hmm. we win these many games and have this much star power on defense special teams and we not get anybody to the Pro Bowl? It was just – Made us work yeah. harder. You know, I think we use that as motivation. And, uh, you know, those guys are professionals, Poyer and Micah, both. And just the plays that they make, I know they're continuing to make them. They're going into year 10, and they're still playing at such a high caliber. 
I mean, it's, like I said, some of the best safeties, if not the two best safeties in the world, um, definitely the best tandem that I know. So, for sure. So, I, you know, I got a feeling about that too. You get this uh, idea that Buffalo is kind of locked away in Nowheresville, but it, that's also part of the charm. You know, you're going to get a it's probably a little bit different feel in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, what do you take from your previous three or four years that, that motivates you? You know, you, it, you don't want to become complacent. Uh, is it connect, reconnecting with your Alabama teammates? Uh, you know, like what do you draw on every day? Grandma, mom, teammates, like what is it that makes you go? Because sometimes it can be a grind. So like you said, it's about being not complacent. And so for me, past couple of days, just kind of motivated me again with the draft, remembering that 32 teams passed on me multiple times, uh, including Buffalo, including mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. And so it, it's not just proving to the other teams that I'm the, I'm the best, but the teams that I'm on as well. And every year it just kind of gets – Reampled around the draft, you know, just thinking like, dang, like that happened, you know what I mean? And, and my heart kind of goes, it, it pours out to those who get undrafted because they're super heartbroken, like I was. And I remember those exact same films. And so for me, that that's what motivates me each and every year. And I, I'm glad that the draft happens each and every year so I won't get complacent. And it takes me throughout the whole year and I never forget the film. How does that, because you just wow. mentioned um, like several teams passed on you several times, like every team basically throughout the draft. So like for you, um, obviously every other team that you play, that's motivation. But is that, does that also provide a motivation for you um, for the franchise that you're a part of? Like every year it's like, okay, I know I'm here now. I, I got to respect now, but you know, I got to, I, I still, you, you still have to prove to yourself, but also do you feel like you have to prove that to everybody every single year? Uh, everyone, everyone, everywhere. It doesn't matter where I go. It's just. It's been embedded in me, you know, and it it doesn't make sense to me. It it never has um, for me going. Honestly, it's just my story, you know, just being able to walk on at Alabama and then go undrafted. Um, I've come to terms with that. But I think when you were playing at such a high level as I was being a midseason All-American and semifinalist for the Jim Thorpe and then to go undrafted just feels a little disrespectful. And so I – you know, like I said, every every team. It wasn't a team that, that went out for me. It was every team that skipped on me. And so y'all got to feel me and my passion and, you know, how hard I work on and off the field. I try to be one of the last ones to get off the field. So, you know, I want them to see my work that I put on and put into my craft. That's awesome. You know, that, that actually brings me up brings a question up. So you, you played for Tucson High, go Badgers, right? Hey. And then uh, – how was it that you made the connection and walked on at Alabama? Like, what was that process like? Uh, did they, I mean, did you show up <laughs> open call? I mean, that's crazy to me. I mean, everybody looks at Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. I mean, like, how does, how does, how does that process work? And yeah, I mean, yours. So for me, I was just a regular student. I just went there to go get an education, graduate and keep it pushing. And uh, I started playing intramural football my freshman year. And I just, I was just bored and hanging out with friends. And uh, I was Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson was real. And I freaking was busting teams up left and right. And a couple guys were like, man, you should, you should walk on to the team. Like you should play, you should be playing football in the stadium. And I'm like, eh, whatever. Like I'm, I'm over football. 
And then the more I think thought about it, I'm like, dang, I do miss the camaraderie of it all, you know, and just being a part of something bigger than myself. And so they had tryouts. They have tryouts every year uh, for walk-ons to come. And, I mean, I freaking killed the tryouts and ended up <laughs> being a walk-on for two years and being put on scholarship two years after that. So it wasn't too difficult of a process. It was wow. just just a decision I had to make and try to figure out, okay, like – well, come on now. I mean, seriously, you started on intramural, intramural and then you went to open tryouts and you're telling me it's not difficult. I mean, that's like, that's like a magical story. I mean, I'm just overwhelmed. I didn't think it was going to, that was not the answer I was expecting. I thought it was going to be Levi goes to Alabama knocking on the door uh, and saying, Hey, I want to try out, but that, this is a much better yeah. story, man. I mean, you better be writing these memories down. Cause you got a book. I mean, it's so inspiring. I'm more of a movie than a book. Heck well, yeah. you start with the movie and then you, somebody writes the screenplay <laughs> and then Spence plays you in the movie. I can do it. I don't know who I, I play, do. but I, I would even cut my hair for it. I no, got no. you, Levi. I cut the braids yeah. off. I, I say no more. <laughs> hey, we got gonna a question. Need a, um, he's going to need a stunt stunt double for any of the athletic stuff, though. A trillion percent. I'm too. I got I got too much around <laughs> here for that. Uh, we got a question for you in the comments, man. Uh, Pops Mafia wants to know if it's true that you decided to go to Pittsburgh because you were wearing yellow shorts. I, I've listened to a couple interviews, so I know it's a little bit deeper than that, but uh, some Bills fans would <laughs> would like to know. Yeah, so my agent had ended up calling me and uh, was like, yo, Pittsburgh is about to call me. Like, what do, you, what do you think about Pittsburgh? And I was like, oh, yeah, Pittsburgh's cool. I can go to Pittsburgh. And so he's like, all right, I'm going to call you back. So he called me back, and he was like, yo, Pittsburgh got it. They offered on the table. Like, what do you think? And I said, all right, let me – let me call you back. Let me call you right back. Let me pray about it. Let me see if that's where the Lord wants me to go. So one, I, I called my mom first. And, uh, you know, Pittsburgh's her favorite team growing up. So I was like, Mom, what do you think if I went to Pittsburgh? And she was so extra. She's like, what? Wait, let me pull the car over. I'm like, yo, Mom, relax. I was just asking a question. <laughs> and uh, she was super excited. So I was like, okay. Then my agent called me back, and he was like, so what you think? And I was like, I haven't prayed yet, bro. Let me call you right back. So I prayed and I was like, yo, Lord, like if this is what you have for me to go to Pittsburgh and start over again, like just send me a sign. You know what I mean? Like just tell me, let me know that's where you want me to go. And so I I, ended, I stopped praying. I started driving a little bit. And I looked down and I had like black and yellow shorts, black and gold shorts. Like, and I was like, hmm, maybe this is my sign. You know what I mean? Like, and I and it was just, right. Pittsburgh came out of nowhere. Like I didn't know anything about Pittsburgh before 20 minutes before that call, you know, I was already out and about shopping at the mall and I just happened to look down and I was like, dang, maybe this is something, maybe that's where I need to end up. So I called my agent and I was like, yo, I'm going to Pittsburgh. And it kind of just went from there. So I'm here in the bird now and I'm excited to be here. Signs are everywhere, man. You just got to look for them, right? Absolutely. That's fantastic. Now, I'm serious, though. I mean, you know, your, your story, one of adversity, one of uh, self-creation, you know, you, you got to really write these things down. And now I'm too old. I can't remember anything anymore. And, uh, you know, you're at that age now where you can kind of keep it all together. And I think that people would really be motivated and inspired, you know, by your experience, uh, you know, young athletes everywhere, you know, what, what kind of message, you know, we're going to, people are going to listen to the code of conduct, right? And a lot of these 
a lot of these people have kids out there, you know, so I know you probably have a lot of experience talking to kids, but you know, what kind of message would you give to parents uh, surrounding how to, I don't know if manage is the right word, but how to communicate with your kids what, during their athletics, you know, what kind of encouragement and maybe a couple things to just don't do that. Mom. Yeah, dad. I think my, my parents were easy, man. It's uh, my dad was always, like my dad was always, he was super supportive of me and everything that I did. And he was always telling people like, my son's going to be, he's going to go to Alabama. He's going to play football there before I even thought about going to Alabama. Cause it's, that's where he grew up in Tuscaloosa. So he was always just putting that out into the world, good energy and uh, just kind of prophesizing that over me. And my mom, she was mostly my, my football coach in a sense. Like after I come off the field, I'd be like, all right, mom, how did I play? And she'd give me a grade, and she still does to this day, um, just how I was. And, but I look forward to it. You know what I mean? It, it motivates me and pushes me, but I ask her for that. And so it was it was so easy to grow up in the household um, and, and play ball and play sports because there was never any pressure. And I think people don't realize, like, when, the, when your kids love something, like, they want it more than you do. You know what I mean? Like, I knew that my dad – love football, you know what I mean? But I loved it 30 times more than him. And like every every high school game that we lost, I I wouldn't go into the locker room, I'd sit outside and cry because I felt like it was my fault. I felt I put all that weight on myself. And I think kids do that more oftentimes than not. Like they don't parents don't realize that. And my dad didn't know that until he ended up walking under the the bleachers one time and saw me crying there. And I started doing it and doing it and he started noticing like dang like like he comforted me in that instance, but like he didn't know, like I felt that way towards football. Like it was, it was my first girlfriend. You know what I mean? I've been playing since I was five, and I put so much blood, sweat, and tears into it. Like po- football just meant the world to me, and so it, it was, it was easy because he knew the pressure that I put on myself to be great in the sport. And so I think if parents understand, like yo, the, your kids want it more than you do. Like just be there and support them and, and comfort them in the in the hard times. Um, you'll be just fine because that's what helped me get to where I'm at. Hey, um, we didn't get to talk obviously prior to this to kind of prep you for anything. So I'm just going to ask if it's okay. Um, there's been a lot of inquiry. Are you comfortable at all talking about the last time we saw you play in a Buffalo Bills uniform or, or would you kind of like to not deal with that conversation right now? It doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. You can ask. Okay, well, no, because you know, well, I'm sure, I'm sure you see on social media. You know, you're. I know you're not like super present on there, but when you are, I'm sure you can see, um, you know, the 13 seconds deal, the the defensive, um, just the way it all played out. Um, Can you kind of provide any insight onto because in the fan base, there's all it's like, well, coach wasn't account, and I'm not expecting you to say no, it was coach's fault, but but more so, uh, the fans kind of have questions like, well, what happened? Like, you know, um. It just we just don't get it. So um, if you if you can kind of just give some insight to, to just from your perspective, how that that last couple series went and, and, you know, how the game ended up the way it did. Yeah. So for one, I think. So you, it's so much excitement. Right. So we just scored and everybody's super excited. I think we kind of just lost. The. I don't even know the word, just like the, the attention to detail in that, in those last 13 seconds. So we played so soft the first play, um, thinking that they were going to throw the ball deep or whatever. And Tyreek Hill, first of all, it's the fastest man I've ever seen 
on the green grass, like playing football. It's unbelievable. He's the fastest person I've ever seen play football. So he caught that ball and got like 25, 30 yards in like three seconds out of nowhere. And so we called timeout. And I think this is where we took for granted those four years uh, being together. Um, and that last play, because we had a good play called, um, but we were all on we were all on different pages on how we thought it looked, right? And so for me, I, Dane had came and told me to play. Cool, we all had the same play, but I usually jog to the sideline and, and make sure it's all situated and settled. And so I, I put a lot of blame on myself, thinking that I was going to know where Jordan and Matt were going to be, so I never looked. And I think that's where we took it for granted, seeing where they were at. Because we, we had to defend outside, and we had to defend that little bang route that he ran, too. And I, did, I never looked at Poyer or Matt to see their lineups. And Poyer was – usually he's near me, and, you know, that bang route is usually a pick. You know, and I think uh, – I didn't even looking back at the play, I'm like, dang, he was that far back. Like, if I would have just looked back, I would have scooted him around and pressed it. You know what I mean? And so it's just – but you can sit there and have a bunch of what ifs and what ifs and what ifs, and it'll drive you crazy. You know what I'm saying? And so I think for those four years, we never took communication for granted. And in those 13 seconds, we let ourselves down. We let, uh, honestly, just ourselves. Cause you know, the fans aren't out there and nobody else is out there. We let ourselves down with all the, yeah. all the work that we put into it and just, just being that close to hosting an AFC championship game that everything that we've worked for, last four years in Buffalo, we, we took it for granted on, on that side of the field. And it sucks, you know what I mean? But I've come to peace with it, you know, and I kind of just let it be what it is, you know, and kind of go from there. So I put a lot of myself on that play, you know, just even the, the preparation that I take to, and I, I never like to have mental errors or busts, and I always like to be on the same page. And for that 13 seconds, I kind of maybe just relaxed and didn't do one of those. You know, it was just took to do one of those to see – where my man 21 was at and we took it for granted. And so, you know, they, they ran that bang route and ended up kicking that field goal. And then the next drive was the next drive. So it sucked, but you know, that's, that's life. Not everything's perfect, you know, and can't go back in the past. So I don't live in it. I'll tell you what, man, my heart broke. It's kind of like, I really wanted you to stick around. And again, like I'm happy for you that, you know, you got the contract, you're on to your next steps. But I remember last off season and you, I forget who it was that you, um, it was reported that you spoke to, but you, I don't know if it was like your girlfriend or, or what, you know, I don't know, but you kind of was like, no, I'm going back to Buffalo. Cause we're going to win a chip. Like we, we went in a super yeah. bowl. And, and I remember that quote so much because Obviously, um, you expect to hear that from certain players and you expect to hear that um, really from the whole team. But I could feel the belief last year was completely different than like in years past where it's like, no, I'm in the NFL. We play to win and we're going to win the Super Bowl. The the belief that was in that locker room last offseason going into the season, you could just feel it. And when I remember hearing you say that specifically and it was just like, man, so to to. Now for you to be on to your next chapter, man, personally, I'm going to just tell you, I'm going to miss you, bro, man. I, I, I'm going to wish you luck every week unless you're playing the Bills. You know how that go. But, but man, it, it really it broke my heart when, when, you, uh, when you signed in Pittsburgh. Man, listen. Yeah, I got to tell you, I feel, I feel the same way. Every time we talked about you on uh, the Off Tackle show, you know, I'd always say, you know, everybody, you know, not everybody, but, you know, you fall into this category where – 
because you weren't drafted, just like you said, you're battling against something, right? You know, there were comments made about me when I was drafted that I carried with me for 11 years. You know, you're always just trying to, to prove what you got. And I honestly, I want everybody, I hope everybody listens to this because if you don't root for Levi Wallace and you don't hear his story and you don't, you know, see like the, the guy that's just self-effacing, I mean, you know, we all need a dose of, of Levi Wallace. And I, I hate to sound like a, a homer for you, but just like Spence, man, I'm going to be a huge fan. Um, I really am. I, I'm, I'm, and I'm sorry that I know you got your, uh, your fundraiser for your mm. foundation. And it's the same day my daughter graduates from South. Oh, wow. So I won't be able to, I won't be able to play in your tournament. All good, man. All good. I'm not a fan of South Point, but I'll be a fan of your daughters. You know they're rivals. <laughs> hey, that's I, right. I hate South Point. I don't know. I, I know. South Point. Those are our biggest rivals. But congratulations. That's all right. Hey, you know what? Let that be the only <laughs> bone of contention Absolutely. between us. Congrats to her. Okay, congrats that? to her for sure. And South Point's a great, great school, anyways. Hey, Thanks, was, man. Congrats to her. Absolutely. And you know, let's talk about that a little bit. I was going to save that for closer towards like when, when we're shutting down here, but, but let's go ahead and bring it up. Um, you're going to be in Tucson out in Arizona uh, for the Levi Wallace classic. And uh, is this going to be a yearly thing, an annual classic? Yeah, that's the goal, man. I think, uh, so yeah, I started my foundation a couple months ago and we had a football camp out in Tucson, had about 300 kids and that was super dope. Um, and now, Hosting this classic, you know, I think I started the foundation to be able to give back to Tucson, you know, just do things as far as give people scholarships. I feel like I don't want so many people to be like me and have to walk on. You know, I want there to be scholarships and people don't have to pay and and people there'll be more attention. Like Tucson High is right across the street from the University of Arizona. They never came to see me play. And I talked to uh, coaches after years after when I was back at Bama and they're like, yo, we apologize. We didn't recruit you. I'm like, well, listen, don't apologize now. I got a couple rings, man. Don't you don't gotta apologize. I'm already I'm where I'm at, you know what I mean? But it, it just sucks that there's so much talent and so many people in Tucson um who just get overlooked. Maybe just the whole state of Arizona. You know, I think a lot of those schools go out and recruit from Texas and California. And so just be able to give out scholarships, but then also help the unhoused, so many unhoused people in Arizona. And it just kind of breaks my heart um that we're just not doing enough. And so I've volunteered a lot back in Buffalo for the Mission City Center. And uh, they just showed me so much and kind of just want to implement some things back in Tucson just to help those people out as well. So, uh, yeah, we're doing it to raise money. Um, and, and Poyer will be there. I'm excited for him. You know, he's a big golfer. And uh, it should be a good thing. He's right. he right, man. Huh? He's high. I said he all right. Yeah, he he's all right. A, he's a pretty good golfer, man. He's a pretty good golfer. I've golfed him a couple of times, but this this course is hard, so I'm interested to see how he's going to play it. But I'm looking forward to, to to doing that. You know, as you can see, all you got to do is go on the website littlehaws.org um, and register. I mean, we have uh, golf, we have lunch, we have an auction, we have some Levi Wallace merch that's about to come out. Um, definitely just a whole bunch of stuff, a bunch of fun games. Uh, it should be a great day, and I, I'm looking forward to it. 
So you mentioned Jordan. Are, are there going to be any other um, athletes or, or any, you know, anybody that so because the link is in the description for everybody watching live. I also uh, posted the, the link on Twitter. So I'll make sure I share this um, from now up until the time of the event. But um, is there anybody if anybody wants to come and, and be excited to see somebody? Is there anybody that's going to be there that they can uh, look forward to seeing? Other than poor, I know we got Cam Lewis. He's coming out. Josh Thomas is coming out. Um, I think we got a couple other guys from Alabama who are going to come out too. I actually get on a call with them later today, but um, spots are filling up, man. So I hope everyone listening right now can register, especially if you're a golfer. Um, and those who aren't listening right now, who's going to be listening, checking this out later on, I mean, register as soon as you hear this because spots are filling up. It's, it's going to be a great day. Um, we got some real game worn jerseys going to be on auction too, not just. Pittsburgh jerseys, but Buffalo jerseys. So I know the Bills fans would definitely support um, me no, no matter where I go. And, you know, just know that I gave my, my heart to Buffalo, you know what I mean, the, the four years that I was there. So I appreciate everything that the fans do for me. Yeah, man, I got to make sure I, I'm going to get involved with that auction. I showed this earlier. I got this helmet that you signed for me a while back. At, at, um, you actually did this at Duff's for me in Orchard Park. You probably don't remember that. Yeah, this this was a minute back. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that was a minute. That ago. was the last um, time I, I was kicking it with you and Trey. Yeah, yeah that's the last time I stepped in Duffs too. I don't, I don't mess with Duffs, bro. <laughs> I'm a, I, I feel you. I don't I'm mess a with Bills. It's too many. It's too many good. Yeah, I'm a Barbells anchor bar type guy. You know, but Duffs they burnt my wings one time, man. So I I just couldn't step back in there. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. And uh, so one last thing about this event, too. I, I'm flattered and honored, man. Um, so Levi and his team have allowed me to be the official media host of that evening or of that day. So I'm going to be out there interviewing all the players. So everybody that's listening to this in Buffalo, you'll be able to get some some content. You'll be able to see, you know, you'll, you'll see Jordan mess up. You'll see Poyer mess up on the courts because he think he nice. But, you know, and you'll see Levi out there doing his thing, too. I'll make sure I get some good content for everybody. And um, it's going to be a good time. So so, so, man, thank you for allowing me to do this, man. It's going to be – I can't wait. I'm amped. Absolutely, man. It's pleasure's all ours. And look forward to having you out there. I don't think I'm going to mess up at all, but maybe poor. Well, no, it's, it's your it's your tournament, so you got to go out there and, and, and tiger it. You can't – you know, you can't have any other option but to be tiger. Absolutely. And if it's – if I don't – listen, don't post me that, man. Don't, don't make me look bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. So, John, I know you kind of you had some some issues there. You, you're back. There's you a tornado, anything? man. There's a tornado whipping through Tucson. Oh, man. I hope not. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe just a dust devil. No doubt. No doubt. I, I know I missed a lot, but uh, let's see. That's Friday night. Spence, you coming down on Friday? Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking about it. I was, uh, you know, because um, it's not it's not like what a- time's tea time? Uh, 8 a.m. Saturday. Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to come down on Friday, and then maybe uh, maybe I can get away and uh, come out and see the fellas. Yeah, yeah. Let's but do you it. see I how I did that? You see how I just night. invited myself, Levi, without you inviting me? Absolutely. I know you. <laughs> we have more as Buffalo Bills than we do as adversaries, uh, Badgers and Lancers. So absolutely, absolutely. Text me the address. I'll come out say hello. We'll probably be at time. a. We'll probably be at a Star Pass. We'll probably be at a Star Pass. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's a the, is that where the golf is at Star Pass and not at the uh, the casino? So it's at Star Pass. Cool. Yes, sir. yes, sir. 
Mr. Diggs right. in the comments asked me if I'm walking the course. I don't. I, I, I am, but after going to the draft this last weekend in in uh, in, in oh. Vegas, I don't know how much more walking I want to do. Levi, so, so I know you watched it on TV, man. Listen, the, first of all, it was amazing. I, before um before I found out, you know, that you and I were going to be able to talk tonight, I. Fina and I were going to talk about the draft and the experience and all that stuff. First of all, it was absolutely fantastic. It was amazing. The NFL did an amazing job. I think um, and from my perspective, I think that that Las Vegas and the NFL draft, it should be a marriage. I don't think that it should be any other city. I, I, honest to God, I think it it just fit. It has something for everybody. But the amount of walking that you do, man, I, I know you were an athlete. You were in shape, so you probably would have been like, it's whatever. I got home. I had to take a bath. I went and got a massage, man. I had <laughs> so It was over with, man. So, like yeah, but, but no. But I'm going to be walking the course with you, man. Um, Before we... So, oh, go ahead. so Levi, tell, tell Spence for me. So, do that about 20 times, and then you get, like, the feeling of just playing a half of football. I'm trying to tell you what I know. I'm trying to tell you what I know. It's, it's Monday morning, right? Man, it's not even Monday. It's Tuesday morning for me, man. Tuesday morning, it's like, yo, I feel like I got hit by a train. It's unbelievable. You know what? Especially like, from- if you go against a team, if you go against a team like uh, who likes to run the ball, like Tennessee, like Tennessee, yeah, Cleveland. You know where they just like make the corners tackle. Oh my gosh! Like I come out of game with like eight tackles, nine tackles, and like three pass breakups. I'm like, yo. Nobody talk to me. Don't don't even look my way. Like I want to climb on this training table. I, just just treat me, and I'm gonna go to sleep. It's unbelievable. It's funny. I, <laughs> it's I it's it. hard to explain, isn't it? I mean, it is just it's a different feeling. Like you know, my my big fat self. I could go out hiking, you know, and do some work in the yard, and the next day I feel it. But there's something about the emotional draining, the physical draining. You know, and, and then coupling that with just an incredible amount of physical uh, degradation that you're trying to recover from, and you just like you just want to like, don't nobody move me. Yeah, right. Yeah. I hear that from so many players though. I hear it from so many players. They're like the same thing that Levi said. You know, Tuesday I feel like I got hit by a car. Actually, I think there's a sound bite out there somewhere where Thurman said that back in the day too. Like, man, I just feel like I got hit by a car on you know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how that's y'all do. I thank is. y'all for it, man. I thank y'all. Y'all provide so many is. jobs. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> exactly know? what the, the game is like. You're training, especially in this time. You're training for car accidents. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's week to week to week to week. And then in Buffalo, should we put pads on Wednesday? You know, we put pads on like right after the day off. You know, just to try to give your body a rest Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But those Wednesdays are tough. It's like yo. I don't know. Like yeah. this is, and you know, it's not like just well, like you put the pads on. Like we're tackling. Like we're going. We're getting back to work on Wednesday. So it's it's difficult for sure. I want I want to have this call with you again in like seven years. You know, I want you to have a minimum of eleven, right? And then just the description of the recovery from a year four guy, right? What are you, 24 years, 25, 26 years old? And then now you're doing it when you're 30 and 31, man. That's a whole, that's a whole different level, but uh, it's, it's so hard to describe it. it, Like people, they feel bad for you, but they just can't crawl in and, 
and just the headache and the body ache and the emotional, especially after a loss, it's, it compounds it, man. You just like the ache inside of you. It's crazy. It definitely hurts more when you lose than when you win. But, uh, you know, for me, I I'm 26, but I feel like I have a 30 something year old body, man. I think, uh, honestly, it just came from Alabama. You know, we practice so hard. We work so hard at Alabama. Like, man, listen, I feel like I'm on year eight. <laughs> it's just like it just kind of built up just because, you know, Coach Saban, he runs his organization like like a like an NFL team. You know what I mean? Like we practice hard, we compete and everyone's trying to get a job. It's five stars across the board. So you have to work here. You know, it's no time's off. I remember plenty of days where I saw Derrick Henry carry 30, 30, 40 times the ball. And that next Monday, he's squatting like 300, 400 pounds after another practice, you know, because everybody's just gunning for your spot. And so that's just the, the toll that you put on your body, especially playing in Alabama. So it, it it adds up, man. I'm not as young as I think I am. I have to stretch before I get out of <laughs> get going these days. And I don't just wake up out of bed anymore. Spence, Spence, let me sneak this real quick one here, just a l- little bit of perspective, and then you, you can close it. Of course, it's your show. Um, Levi, my son, Bruno, is a second year at UCLA, offensive lineman. And, you know, if you're paying any attention, you see all of this NIL stuff and kids going in the portal. And, you know, real quick, like what's your take on the portal and the NIL deal going on? Uh, man, I wish there was conflicted. NIL. Conflicted. I wish there was NIL when I was in college. Dang, I want to make some money. Right, yeah. right. But uh, you know, the portal. I don't know. It's interesting now because honestly, I haven't been paying attention to it too much. I know you know kids are able to transfer at will and, and kind of go wherever they want to go. Um, but crazy. for me, I was uh, I honestly didn't get the, my opportunity until a couple guys left. I had uh, Mo Smith. He transferred to Georgia. Kendall Sheffield went to Ohio State. And my dog, A-Rod, he went to UCF. So with three corners leaving, I, I bumped up to freaking the second corner on the list. you know. And I, and I don't think if those guys didn't leave, I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in today. And so, and even me, I was I was about to transfer to, to FAU with Lane Kiffin uh, my senior year. It was after I graduated. But now, you know, guys can transfer in and out whenever they want to, um, which is crazy. I mean, just after a year, you know. So I think it's like in one hand, like it's good, especially if you get an opportunity. Like if you're if you're not being able to, to you know, if you can play. Like I said, Alabama is so competitive and you, there's no need to waste your talent. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like it only it only makes you better, you know, work while you wait. You're going against the best. You know, there's no need to transfer to a lesser school just because you can start. Like, I I got so good because I was going against Amari Cooper and Calvin Ridley or Darius Stewart, you know, just straight dogs and Robert Foster each and every day as a walk-on, but then as well as just on scholarship, like, waiting my time. So I only started my senior year, and I was able to accomplish all I did because I went against those guys and not just leaving, so – it, it depends. Commitment and hard work. Yeah. Okay. I, I like it. I mean, I'm conflicted too, but I, I like I like your story. I mean, you know, you stuck around, you put in the hard work, and then the other guys decided that it wasn't for them. And 
because of your hard work, had you not done it, then when the opportunity came, you wouldn't have been ready. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So I'm glad that I stuck it out for a long run. Have, I'm where I'm at now because of it. I got a, uh, well, there's one more question in the comments that I want to ask, but then I want to kind of, I want to talk about your year coming up. Uh, but Mr. Diggs in the comments wants to know basically, you know, cause you're comment about Alabama practices. Um, so com in comparison, would you say that you're practicing at Alabama was a little bit more, um, you know, on the hard side versus playing for the bills or would you say the professional level was more difficult? Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, what did I say? Uh, a little, you say a little bit harder? No, they weren't a little bit harder. They were way harder. It was in college, way harder. way harder. I mean, Bills. We practice hard though. We practice hard at the Bills. Don't get me wrong. Like we practice yeah. intense. We 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 compete. You know, Josh is out there talking mess. We're out there talking mess. Like nobody wants to back down. I think that's why we're so good. But Alabama was like, it just seemed like it just never stopped. Plus the humidity. It was out there in Tuscaloosa, just made people mad. You know what I mean? Like we were just, <laughs> we were just pissed off out there, just playing football. You know what I mean? And and we don't know any better. We're we're just coming out of high school and we're just listening to Coach Saban. And it's just we're we're out there really trying to hurt each other over over just playing time. You know what I mean? Like we we competed so much and we wanted to win so bad. One because there's a standard in at Alabama just to win year after year after year. I think the fans are a little spoiled in that manner because they just expect us to win. And so when we lose, they're like, what happened? Like, every it's everybody's fault. You know what I mean? I think it goes back to knowing that the kids want to win more than anybody else because we put ourselves through that. But the, the standard that we put on ourselves and the pressure that we put on ourselves at Bama makes us practice that much harder. And, you know, when you have guys who just come in and just want to start off rip, like, this is Alabama. Like, we know there's going to be five stars here. When you start at Alabama, like you are, you're that guy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's anybody with more wins in college football than Alabama right now. Um, other maybe Michigan, but um, it, it's we we push each other each and every day to the point where, I mean, we walked off and we were just soaking, drenched shoes, so much sweat, like shoes were about falling off because so much sweat, like, and it just was, it was just the norm there. So. It definitely, the crucible, man. It was it was crazy. It was crazy. You know, and that's why a lot of people say we're built by Bama. You know what I mean? Like, because it was it's just different. You know, we worked harder than anybody else in college. You know, if you want to beat us, you have to outwork us, and we weren't gonna get outworked by anybody. So it's, it, I mean, you see how successful Saban is because of the work that we put in, and just year after year after year, they just keep reloading. So. Well, last question from me here, and then I'll let you get out of here. I appreciate your time tonight, man. You and John both. I appreciate both of you spending some time with me. Um, so you're in a division now because you just talked about, like, when you play against, like, Tennessee or you play against Cleveland, like, teams that like to run like that. Now you're in a division with Lamar Jackson. Cleveland is in your division, you know, and and even Cincinnati, you know, I know they got Joe Burrow, but they, they're they kind of physical, too. So you know, just from that perspective, knowing like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to tackle these running backs and, and I'm gonna wake up on Tuesday feeling like what you were just talking about. Um, are you adjusting your preparation at all this summer? Uh, or even um, like in the season, do you think that you're gonna take a different approach? So that way your recovery is better? Or, you know, how, how are you gonna approach that? Uh, year to year changes. So for me last year, the cold set was a big thing. I'm um, talking about Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, he 
I really hate the cold tub. I, I don't enjoy it at all. I'd rather do cryo uh, therapy, which is like three minutes, uh, like a little really cold spray. Um, but I did cold. Uh, I did the cold tub last year and it, it helped me a whole lot recover a little bit faster. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I'll keep implementing that to my game and kind of just change it as, as the season goes on. Uh, I think for me, even being back in Buffalo, I, I went to Infinity Wellness every Friday, saw a chiropractor um, with Elizabeth Betancourt. She's one of the best, if not the best chiropractor that I know, getting needled by Dan uh, Dominguez out in Buffalo. Um, just, just I had a great team, supporting team around me that helped me stay healthy. Uh, I don't think I'm, I didn't miss any games last year, and I was rarely injured. And so just finding those same people out here, um, people that can help me recover. I think my approach off the field is always the same. I think a lot of teams make corners tackle. I think I'm one of the more willingly tackling corners in the league. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do tackle a lot. I like to be around the ball a lot. Because I'd much rather get you before you get me, before you turn around this corner. And and yeah. then it's like, all right, gravity <laughs> takes, takes care of the rest. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, my approach is the same. Just seeing how teams like to attack. You know, and now it's this defense. You know, in, in Buffalo, we were such a gap defense. They had no choice but to make the corners tackle. And so I've never been afraid to tackle. And so my body is going to st- – I still build it up the same way. Um, but it's just at the end of the day, it comes down to mentality, just being a willingness, a willingly tackler. And, and that's what I am. And so I, I don't mind it at all. Now, Chubb and and some of these other running backs that got in this division are, are really good. Even Najee. Najee's really good, big back. So practicing against him will pre- definitely prepare me for, for that going moving forward. Okay. Well, yeah, man. Well, good luck to you this year. Like I said, I'm going to root for you every step of the way. Besides, if y'all have to, you know, run up against us in the playoffs, then it's going, you know, like – you the enemy that day, but, but man, Absolutely. it's all love to you. And, um, Hey, I really, really, like I said earlier, I appreciate you spending your time tonight and I appreciate, you know, um, the, the opportunity for next weekend to, to come out and, and kick it with you guys and really provide some good content for the fans. So that way they can be plugged in. And, um, well, before we get out of here, what, what, what you listening to in your headphones? Like if, if you got your go-to for game day, what, what's your go-to game warm up music? So I have a whole routine, man. I have uh, I first wake up at the hotel. I wake up to gospel. I was okay. in gospel the whole morning. Just be thankful to make it to another Sunday. You know, be able to do yeah. what I love to do for a living. That you know, just reflecting like, dang, like I came out of Tucson. And the Lord brought me this far to be able to play football in on Sundays in front of millions of people. And so I listen to gospel. Be thankful. Um, I jog on the field. That's when I like start listening to rap, hip hop, like Wayne, Jeezy, uh, Kevin Gates. Kind of just depends what what's going on. I have a football playlist, so whatever comes on shuffle. Um, and then from there, like I get super excited and amped up. We run on the field. We have our field music that we have. I come back in the locker room, and we have our team prayer. Uh, just with the just with the fellas in the shower, praying in the shower, and then after that, I sit there and I listen to two songs, man, two songs every week, because I'm so amped up and I'm ready, knowing that I have to calm myself down. So, first song I listen to is "Sunday Best" by uh, couldn't tell you, I forgot who sings that song, but it's like a feel good song, like I'm feeling good on Sunday, and then the song after that, and that's like a slow song, kind of slows me down. 
And then after that, the last song I listened to, which is a little bit embarrassing, it is what it is, but I listened to Lights by Ellie Golden. And I don't know. Why is it embarrassing? Because, you know, a lot of people don't think, like, you know, you, like, you about to play football, you listen to Lights. Like, it's, it just, it's one of those songs that's just kind of, like. Now I got to look it up. (laughs) But your personality but I mean, I feel like your personality, like you're, you're, um, I don't want to say you're soft spoken to the sense where like, you, you know, you don't speak up, but I mean, you're, you're not like this brash, harsh kind of person. You don't come across that way. So I would, I would fully expect that to be the type of music that comes, you know, I, I just, to me, I would just expect that. Yeah. I think it, it reminds me that it's just a game. You know what I mean? Like you can just, mm-hmm. football can get super stressful sometimes. And it's like, like, Thing, I gotta like go out here. It's my job on the line. You know what I mean? It's like no, like take it back. Remember, this is just a game. You know, just go out there and have fun and do your best. And so that song kind of just takes me there. But listen, don't get it twisted. Like on that field, it's it's don't let the yeah. soft spoken fool you. Like oh yeah, no, you put it down. Yeah, you have to be a dog out there. And listen, I know I had a couple of mic'd ups out there, but they had to cut some stuff out because I'd be out there talking, <laughs> especially against the Patriots. <laughs> you know, you can't stand those guys, but. It's funny though you say that because my generation it was the Dolphins. Like you guys don't care about the Dolphins because you spank them, but when I was there, man, we hated the Dolphins. The Patriots, we just slapped. (laughs) Well, you know, I think I think now, even playing the Patriots so long, you know, they have those banners there. They so they just Mm. feel so entitled, and so we go in there every year and just want to just embarrass them. We want to embarrass them every year, and that was our mindset. I think we did that the last two games uh, when we played grateful. in this past year. I'm so grateful that y'all did, man. I'm so grateful. <laughs> Shout out to Brooke. She says, best of luck in Pittsburgh. I wanted to pop in and say hi. Finally can pay attention to football now that she's done with school. Congratulations. Um, and, and so, yeah, we're going to get out of here, though. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for spending the time with me. Levi, do you have anything that you want to say before we sign off? No, nah, man, I appreciate you guys for having me. Again, uh, if you guys want to look on the website, LeviWallace.org. Um, just about upcoming events that we have. And I still have plenty of connections with those guys in Buffalo. So those guys will be at my events and I'll be at theirs as well. I know Micah also has a softball uh, game in Buffalo the day after that me and Poyer plan on making a trip out there for that the day after. So, yeah, just look on the website, see events we got coming up in Tucson uh, as well as Phoenix, just Arizona, just keeping up with me. And I appreciate the love and support. The Bills Mafia has given me the last four years, um, and it's not just over because I'm on a different team. You know, Buffalo always have a special place in my heart. So appreciate you guys. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, y'all know how I do it. For my man, John Fina with Buffalo Rumblings, it's your boy, Jay Spence, the King. Y'all take care of each other. Y'all love each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative. Go Bills. Y'all can say it. I know you're not on the team. Uh, I said Levi, go, but Bills, say but go Bills, but for Levi, you can say I it, man. Say it. He got the Pittsburgh folk gonna be mad if he do. I feel I you. I appreciate much love. you. Much love. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> much love. <laughs>